Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Swans Big Footy Podcast. My name is Bonds and joining me today we have Chunky Chicken. Hey, hey. And Swans Rule 100. Hey, welcome everyone. Now that was quite possibly the shittest performance we have had all year and to serve up that crap in the final was rather infuriating. Swans Rule, I know you have some very deep, angry thoughts about the game, so feel free to unwind and let us all have it. Oh dear. What do you say? You finished first on the ladder. Uh, I started the year feeling like this was going to be a bit of a transition rebuilding year. I resisted getting my hopes up and they, they build you up and they build you up and then they just chopped your bloody legs off. <sighs> Thanks, boys. Um, uh, it was just it was frustrating from go to way. Like early on, it looked all right, but XR kicked it like a, a woman and a couple of people missed and you just thought we were wasting a few chances, but I thought we were the dominant side. And I'm talking very early. Then we let them settle and... It was just sort of an uphill battle from there. I felt like there was a lot of moments where, and forgive me, I know we're not meant to blame the umpires, but I thought the umpires were very poor early on. I thought they were on the man. I lost a fair bit of respect for Stevie J and for Mumford, the way they played. And I, I know it's final and I know it works, but I'd rather not play that way. But I thought our response to that physicality was, was poor. Um, and look, once Kennedy and, and Tippett got hurt, I don't think we ever were in the game. I think we held on, and I know it was close. And then when Heaney took that mark, they didn't pay and ran down the other end and Cameron Gold. I think that just broke us. So uh, a disappointing effort all around. I think there's a few players who we need to highlight. Uh, firstly, I think Kennedy, to, to basically get knocked out of space and still be our arguably our best player, says a lot about him and maybe a lot about his teammates. Um, I thought Parker got a lot of the ball and butchered it all bloody day, so that was frustrating. I thought Buddy played an underrated game as our best midfielder. Unfortunately, Longmire forgot you need a forward line to win a game. Uh, and I thought, out of all the kids who did settle quite well, I thought Aaliyah deserves special mention for the way he sort of settled in and took on the game. I thought it was our older players who let us down a little bit, like McVeigh. Uh, his tackles weren't sticking. Uh, and McGlynn, he just looked... The Richmond game was a, a false... Uh, prophecy because he just looked way off the pace. I don't know what you guys thought, but it's just a disappointing day. The better side won. Um, and to lose a final by that margin and that comprehensively is just really disappointing. That's the worst. That was the worst possible scenario. And to come out with two key injuries, uh, it's a bit of pill to swallow uh, going into this week. That's my thoughts. Okay, Chunky, what are your thoughts? Do you have any performances that you believe stood up and plays you really want to blast for that performance? Oh, you know, uh, got to look at uh, Aaliyah Pendlebury. Aaliyah, I thought he was uh, thought he was pretty damn good in the first half. Um, he brought that uh, trademark dash and a little little bit of a jimmy and a dance and uh, a bit of a twirl and a nightclub dance floor, and he was doing pretty well. But other than that, Rampy was um, looking like a bit of an asshole at times. Uh, Mills was doing pretty well. Grundy was, was really solid. I thought it was pretty good. Nick Smith was done for pace, and his tackling was off. It was truly off. And his kicking was woeful. Um, I, I can't even remember if he even hit a single target. Hannabury busted his guts and his balls like usual, and he butchered it. It was basically like round 18 to 21. Hannabury just couldn't hit a target. Not by hand, not by foot. Parker, again, um, like Swansrill said, it was just, just horrible watching him play. And... It reminded me a lot of the um, 
the 2014 Grand Final when the senior players just they just went to water. They were absolutely atrocious, not to be cited. McVeigh was, I don't know if he's unfit or if he's lazy, but his tackling was piss poor and non-existent. His chasing wasn't even there. He's just jogging after players. Um, Franklin, best forward, best mid. Fielder and he was setting up goals in the first half. He was the only reason why we even kicked goals in the first half, and he was never even near the forward fifty. Tippett, um, you know, Tippett hurts us, but I don't think it really hurts us that much because he hasn't really looked that fit anyway. He hasn't had much of an impact in the ruck, hasn't had any impact as a forward whatsoever since he's come back. So, yeah, it's it's pretty bad to lose him. But I think with Nakavas coming in, we still have someone who's had some form. Um, Xavier Richards was leading up to the ball pretty well, couldn't mark it, it was like a bar of soap at times. McGlynn was horrible. Um, wow. I, I don't know what to say. Like he'd, uh, The only time he can hit a target is inside 4 to 50, lying out the goals. Anywhere else in the field, he would turn it over with passion. He was atrocious. Rowan couldn't couldn't grip the ball. Even if he had the ball, he'd just butcher it like that shot on, uh, shot on goal from about 35 out, just... Uh, what was going on there? Uh, Mills was pretty unfortunate. Um, across across the uh, rest of the forward line, you're looking at Papley. Papley was pretty good. He was impressive in the first half. Hewitt had a pretty solid game. I thought he was really good. Kennedy, after having his lights knocked out and sitting his own ass on the ground, was pretty good in the second half. Although he looked like he was uh, he'd spent the entire night out in the piss before. So, <laughs> look, um, a couple of the senior players and most of the younger players really stood up, but. All in all, I thought the uh, I thought the second half was piss poor in the first half. We were lucky to be in it. If Johnson was on target, we were smoked. Yep. There are I thought Na- Naismith played all right. Yeah, I was very happy with Naismith on the weekend. He was winning the rock hitouts, and I honestly believe he beat Mumford when they were directly against each other in the rock. Oh, yeah. But you can't beat him around the ground. I, I wish you'd just dump him, like just grab him and dump him like that. He did to that Richmond hack. <laughs> you know the one thing that I found, right? GWS have got the two most punchable faces in football. They've got Green and Johnson in the forward 50. Oh, God. I, mean, I just want someone to do like a drive-by punch. Bam! It's really funny. I actually haven't minded Steve Johnson in the past, but Jesus Christ, on the weekend, it pissed me off. Um, it was interesting. I was thinking about this a while ago. We've really struggled in... Recent years, especially to really stand up under physicality, I thought we were really on top of the match until they started targeting our better players. They were, saying, they were physically moving Franklin under the ball. They were targeting Kennedy at nearly every stoppage, and it worked in the end for him. Um, as soon as Kennedy went off the ground in a bit of a stumble and Tippett was also out and Mills, we really lost a fair bit of momentum, and the final kill of the day was Heaney dropping that mark. Oh, yes. Not, I wouldn't say dropping, not getting paid that mark and then rebounding for goal. That would have well, given I mean, us an eight-point advantage. Like he'd taken the mark and he'd actually landed on his feet and then they come over with the spoil. And they paid the same thing the other way earlier when Stevie J took one and a bit of a late... Didn't he kick it on the floor? The mark. Yeah, still. There's a photo <laughs> on the AFL site where Stevie J's getting into Franklin early on and you can see like McGlynn and maybe Jack and one other swan and they're just bloody standing there like... I, I think the way Stevie J was just trying to cannonball into everyone and Mumford's got obsessed with being the tough guy, I don't like that style of so-called unsociable play. I think play the ball, not the man, and be tough at the ball, but regardless they were doing. And I think the guys just stood there and watched our 
you know, our $10 million player get belted into, and no one goes in and flies the flag, not even a bit of shove, or like they just back down. There's no one, when the pressure's on, who stands up in that swan side apart from maybe Franklin himself. You don't see McVeigh getting in oh, there yeah. anymore. You're never going to see McVeigh and KJ get stuck in. They might, they might you're point. Gonna see, yeah, might point and, you know, curse and, you know, run away. That's very good. And uh, say commiserations after the game. And McVeigh's tackling was... Like, I, I thought he, he was coming into form like him. His tackling was just not sticking. It was costing... And if they get a break and run, you, you don't catch him. You but can't afford to do those half ass tackles. Even his field kicking was... That was horrible. Like, he, he was not hitting a target to save himself. There was... Uh, out, we're, for a poor kicking side, we kicked fucking poorly on the way. Oh, we, man. But on the flip side, if you look at it glass half full... We, we can only get worse? better from here. Well, I mean, they didn't... Only in the end it ballooned out a little bit. I know yeah. they outclassed us, but we couldn't play much worse. A lot of that loss is on us, not just them beating us. The best side did win, don't get me wrong, but we shot ourselves in the foot enough on the weekend. There's a pretty shocking statistic at the end of the first quarter where GWS had worse kicking efficiency than us. Mm. We were about 65 and they were just under 50. We've got this obsession with marking the ball, someone marks it, and their first they look to handball straight away, even if the guy who was marking against them is still right up their clacker. Like they don't make them get back or don't look around. Like I'm all for quick ball movement, but every single bloody time. And Xavier Richards was the one of the worst. Like He would mark it. And it's oh, like he was McGlynn. spooked by that shitty kick he did. And then he'd do the most retarded handball. Or McGlynn and Mitchell were guilty of that so many oh, times. And well, Jay that... Lloyd, he's got to let yeah. the kick. Well, there was that time when Rowan got chased down in the centre. And uh, I don't know if it was Lloyd or Hewitt was about 15 metres away. They should have been screaming their head off, like, kick the ball, kick the ball. He's yeah. just jogging through the middle and the middle through, you know, looking at canter, just like, hey, there's no one around here. It's not a final at all. Do you think about that time? In the game, they they just dropped their heads. They'd all given up. Yeah, I agree. I felt like, I felt like that. It's like, no, well, let's play it out. We're done. Game was still in reach. It wasn't, you know. I think they were mentally lost, though, yeah. by then, which is piss poor. I was thinking about one thing. How often can you guys think of us actually winning a match after a bye in recent years, unless it's against Geelong or the 2014 prelim? What, you mean like Geelong 2012? Yeah, I can't remember any games where we've come off the bye and we've actually managed to win. Or looked, or looked good. Yeah, four years. I think, wasn't it 2012 was the last time we went after a bye? But we lost to the Dogs. We've lost to... Haven't we lost to the Dogs twice in a row after, after a bye? Not too sure. I can't remember who we lost I, to the last year. For years, we I, always I, lost I, against I, Collingwood after the bye. We knew it was coming. Like, I, I don't know. It's just... It's up there... It's a pain in the ass, but same as playing at ANZ. Like we, we knew it was happening. We, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, we lost. What did we lose to Richmond this year? I think or last year off the bye. Oh, um, last year, yeah, it was last yeah, year. Yeah, it was Richmond at the SCG. We kept, yeah, yeah, we dropped, we dropped stupid games, but yeah, it's just yeah, I don't know. It's it might be something about yeah, preparation. Shit, but it's a, it's a football ground. I don't know. There's not. There's nothing. No, you just want to find a reason why we lost, and there's nothing other than we, we were just shit. We were so shit. Oh, no, I'm aware we were shit. I was just thinking about it, because it doesn't really... It's something that hasn't gone well for us for quite a while, and I have a feeling that 
if we were playing one game in three, just trying to find a positive, it, especially coming against a team like Hawthorne, we might have really struggled. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they, based on uh, how we played, if we managed to get over GWS, they would beat us. I've got no doubt about that. So I think uh, any team in a top four would have beaten us if we just got over GWS, one like that. So I was thinking, if we can try and run into a little bit of form this weekend, we match up a lot better on Geelong than we do against GWS or the... GWS and the Bulldogs um, are probably the two teams that we really match up the worst on out of any team in the top eight because we really struggle with teams with pure pace. Yeah, Adelaide, Geelong, uh, Geelong especially because they're they're pretty slow through the midfield except for yeah. Dangerfield. I think we actually uh, match up pretty well against Adelaide. We were pretty yeah. unlucky to lose them this year. I I think we'll be okay against um we'll be okay against Geelong if we can beat Adelaide this week. It's just getting past Adelaide. We'll have to find a bit of form. And it will be interesting to see how players like what will most likely be Laidler and Nan Curvis who come into the team, how they play in the finals, especially Laidler because he hasn't been in the team for a few weeks now. But he's also been emergency for a couple of weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. So he's he hasn't played for, what, almost a month? No, he played on the weekend. Laidler? Um, no, he was rested. Rested, yeah. But yeah, they took, they took Nan Curvis and Laidler out of the team. But whilst oh, they've been emergencies, they've still played a half in the reserves generally. Yeah, okay. So we've been pretty lucky with our reserves fixtures because they've generally been the day after we've played our seniors match. So we haven't been too bad in that case. I we can't, we're not going to beat Adelaide if um, Higgity, Rowland, XR and Franklin combined for zero goals again. Play so, like they did. Yeah. I, I think the weekend will tell us something. I think... If it all goes to plan, we'll see that Adelaide's win looks a lot better than it was because they played the North Melbourne Witches hats. And our loss might not look as bad in retrospect because the Giants are perhaps the flat, well, they are the flat favourite now, really. It's theirs to lose in, it, in a sense. So I think what time might tell. And I, yeah, I think we should bounce back this week. We've shown this year one thing that we can bounce back after some pretty ordinary football in patches. Yeah, especially that last loss. After the loss to GWS um, and Hawthorne, the team definitely bounced back. You know what shits me the most is that all week, like, punts and a few others on the board were going, oh, I remember round 10. And I was like, well, what the fuck's round 10? Oh, sorry. What's round 10 got to do with anything? <laughs> and then they beat us the exact same friggin' one. Like, even with the tippet injury replicated for good measure and another injury, but... It was the same It was the same stuff again. We lost our structures. We didn't have a forward line. And they just ran off half-back and killed us. It was like, did Longmire watch the tape? Or, or did he do any sort of research? I thought he was completely outcoached on the weekend. And that's disappointing again. Which is played, surprising, because the first time we played them, we beat them quite comprehensively. We did. We did. But we it was on our, beat them on our ground. Too. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, well, I think on the weekend, it just felt like, we spent so much time setting up defensively on their strengths that we forgot, hey, we're actually a good side and we might want to score if we, we're going to win this game, might need a forward line. And, and it was all about shutting down their run, which I actually thought we did. But they just killed us everywhere else. So I think in the second half, it definitely went out the window, though. Um, they were able to switch it out the back so easily and so quickly. No, so when Logmire's Log little um, coach's box... Boy, yes, look, starts to look worried that things aren't going too well. Because he's normally pretty calm, but <laughs> it looked like horse might have been grabbing him a bit. 
maybe rubbing his thigh or something because he was starting to look a bit nervous in the box, I thought. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was quite disappointing just watching him switch out the back time and time again and then just running it down the wing for an easy inside 50. Yeah. That was the most disappointing thing. I think you just got to throw the tape out and roll and go again, again this week. Not, not many positives out of that one, unfortunately. Um, well, I, I will say, just sorry, um, the one thing I found about watching that game compared to how we play at the SCG is I find that the SCG and the MCG are far more suited to the style that, uh, that we play. Um, when we do play at the SCG, because it's so wide, we do spread really, really wide, and then we can switch it efficiently through the mid to the other side of the ground. And that allows us to get a pretty decent like mid to shallow forward 50 entry, um, especially if we hit up. And that, that ANZ ground, that's, it's narrow. That doesn't give you any room to spread out the outside. It, it's just all forced straight through the middle. And I think that was – it suited GWS down to a T, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I was very – GWS do seem more suited towards the narrow ground, especially because they can just run straight through it, whereas if we're trying to use any, any form of speed, we generally move it by hand, cut out wide, and then go straight into the middle of the ground. GWS were very good at congesting the middle of the ground and stopping us from that switch on the weekend. And we didn't have enough space out wide to even go through the wing. But they outcoached and outplayed us to a tee, and well done to them. But it would have been interesting to see what would have happened if we had played at the GWS. Uh, the SEG, not GWS, my mistake. But there's no point in really crying over spilt milk. We do have a very, what will be a very hard game this weekend against... A team that rebounded into some form on the weekend in Adelaide. They've got some really important players. Um, the first, I'm just going to name some players to you guys, and you guys tell me how you'd go about trying to stop them. So the first player for you, Swan's Rule, Eddie Betts. I didn't Smith. say Eddie Betts, sir. Yeah, Smith. Well, he's our only option. Yeah. Mills is yeah. gone. Otherwise, you might have put Mills on him. I think our defence is really good, but one weakness, I would say, is when the ball hits the deck... If it's in there quickly, they can be exposed. And I think Betts got off the leash late and won the game last time. So Smith's got to stay close on him and try to make him accountable. And even at times, create some play. Um, the only other option is to go if Laidler came in, I guess. But he's too slow. But <laughs> he's got to look. Ed, Betts is really they good. Might bring in, they might though. bring in uh, Cunningham, actually. I know Laidler's pretty much the default in, uh, based on Mills going out and height for height, but... Um, Cunningham wouldn't be too bad because he's got that pace, so he can hurt him um, going the other way. True, but you've got to be able to outmark out him. Yeah, and you, can't out, you won't be able to outmark. It's a shame that um, they've got so many tools because Rampy would have been an awesome matchup for Betts. Yeah, he's got the athleticism and goals. put on Jenkins, just so yeah. can run the goal square. They don't have to run very far. So. Well, you'd, you'd have to. You'd think Jenkins will probably be Rampy. Walk, oh no, Walker will probably be Rampy. Jenkins would have to be Grundy. Yeah. And Lynch will get um, a Lear. Lear. And then you've got Laidler left. Who most do likely we go, Do you go Laidler on um, Lynch? Because Lynch plays a bit. Tech plays further up the ground. So I don't know if Rampy will go with him. I think um, Lynch is almost there more important in some ways. I think Walker's almost a decoy at times because I don't think he's ever been as good since the the knee surgery. And he tends to push further up the ground because he can kick it so far. Lynch, Aaliyah is the perfect player for Lynch because Aaliyah gets a lot of his goals by running up the ground and then leading back into space. He's a very good running athlete. 
So you're uh, saying Aaliyah kicks goals? No, I'm, not, I'm saying he's a good matchup for him because I believe he can keep up with him around the ground. <laughs> I think you made a mistake. You were talking about Lynch, but you said Aaliyah runs up the ground. That's oh, sorry. Goals. I meant Lynch runs up the ground <laughs> and then yeah, leads back in the Lynch space. Lynch walk bleed up. It stays yeah. just down. And then Jenkins just runs his guts out and ends up in the fucking pocket and gets him all over the top. Joe the well, you see Lynch, he's... Sometimes he's all the way back to the back flank and then he'll just sprint, you know, sprint 80 metres to get into the forward 50. So It'll have to be a Lear on Lynch. I, I'd be worried about that. No, I, I would generally be worried about that. Like, he's got pace to match him, but he's pretty inexperienced, so he's going to get turned up on the wing, and then he's just going to get beaten back probably five, five oh, six times out of ten. I'm not worried about his experience. He looked, the most, he looked more composed than half the senior guys on the weekend, I thought. Coming out of the defensive 50, yeah, but as soon as, like, the North Melbourne game... Um, Petrie, you're leading him up the wing. Brown leading him up the wing, just constantly, just leading him out of the forward fifty. He looked absolutely lost in that second quarter. Like he didn't know what was going on. He fixed it in the second think, half, though. Um, who would you put on Lynch then, Chunky? Um, that's why I'm suggesting someone like a Cunningham and just tag. Um, or Mills would have definitely been the matchup in my mind. Like I you realise Lynch is 194 yeah. centimeters. They just. If you've got he, someone he like that, they would have given away a couple of centimetres, but he would have been able to play almost like a midfielder off him and punch yeah, him. Yeah, but even if he's, we're matching him up the ground, as soon as soon even if you can match him and you can get back into defence, if it's a one-on-one contest, they'd be getting smashed. I'd probably put Marsh on him, to be honest. Marsh, Marsh wouldn't is, be a bad option. He's got yeah. pace, got the pace, he's got the Marsh. endurance, he's got the physical side, and he's got the height, so I think that's pretty much the only matchup you can do. Could Marsh play on bets? Uh, so you got Smith on Betts, you've got Marsh on Lynch, you got uh, Grundy going Grundy Jenkins, Jenkins. Rampy Rampy to Walker. Walker. Yeah. and then you've got to worry about uh, Jacobs as well, which probably get a Leah. So, so have, we, have right. we effectively, if that's the way you go, have we ruled Laidler out as the in? Laidler will, will be coming in. They took Maybe. him out of the reserves last week for a reason. I, I feel as if Jones, if Jones hadn't gotten knocked out, he would have come yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. and I think they've lost faith in, in Cunningham. I don't think they're bringing him back. He no. only got 15 disposals on the weekend, and he was beaten by his direct man. Is there yeah. any chance that, that Newman comes in? He's been killing no. He's on the he's on the rookie list. He'd have to get elevated. Well, Which we, I mean, can, we can't do. Let's put let's put McGlynn on the uh, long term injury list. <laughs> <laughs> Someone crack his ankle. <laughs> I'm pretty confident Newman's on the. He was good though. He was really good on the uh, in the reserves game. I think when you look at all those matchups, you, you could see them all being losses, like potentially. But it's, uh, it's going to really come down as always to the midfield battle because if if it's down there all the time, Smith can play his guts out. Won't make a difference because I thought Rampy tried his best against Cameron, for instance. But if it's always down there, what can he what can he do? If you get enough leads, your forwards are going to. Dominant, oh, yeah, so. but he got pantsed something shocking in that game. Like, Cameron should have had eight, nine goals. Oh, yeah. The thing with Rampy is he hasn't played two bad games in a row for a long time. So, True. I think you've got to, you've got to go to Walker. But, uh, yeah, I'm more worried about Mitch than, than Walker in, in some ways. But Walker probably kicked 10 now and said that. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think shutting down Sloan will be the biggest key to the yeah. game. You saw how shit they were without Sloan against the Eagles. And there's a we, reason for that. And we failed to do that last time. And last time he played against us, he got, what, like 40 possessions or something crazy like that? Yeah. No, it's, it's, and, and Thompson might be all right on the FCG, smaller ground, if he's playing. So, I don't know. I, the rest of their midfield is good, but I think it's we 
better than it. So if Naismith can do his best against Jacobs and we get the ball down to our forward line, I think we're actually... Who, who have they got to play on our forwards? Well, really? is that, is they've that, actually got a decent defence. Yeah. They've got Talia, who is... Arguably the best key defender in the game. Yeah, yeah. I'll give yeah. you that. Laird, who's a great defender as well. Chaney, yeah, so, who's done pretty well. I think this week we Weaver's have to keep a good player. in the forward line and forget yeah. this midfield stuff. We need some goals. We need to attack. And I'd, he was shit on the weekend. I'd play Rowan as more, more of a high... High half forward, or if Ron comes out, Towers comes in and plays that same role. Towers probably won't come in because he was just pretty, he was a bit shit in the reserves game. Rowan, um, Rowan and McGlynn are lucky there was injuries in the game. Yeah. You're not going to make four changes in the final. I don't Maybe. think we would have dropped Rowan. We could have, I could have seen us dropping McGlynn, but not Rowan. Yeah. Well, Rowan, Rowan's thinking... been in good form until he's just had one off week. I'd give Rowan another chance. But he's pretty shit in finals. Like, he's proven pretty. Four finals, you know, performer. But he's a confidence guy too. So on the flip side, he just needs that one good final again. Like he needs a good game on the weekend, and he'll, he'll probably be great for the next two if we get that far. I don't know, but but really, if Buddy Buddy needs to go back forward and kick three or four at least for us to win the game, we need. To get, and the SCG probably allows him to run into the midfield still, but also get back and be a bit more of a presence in the forward line, yeah. rather than getting lost up the ground. So hopefully. Blogmire remembers that goals win games and coaches like he did most of the year and forgets this defensive crap he went with on the weekend. Um, we just then Pap- Papley took his chances. Hewitt did an alright job. So the team's there to win. And that midfield on paper, as always on paper, looks good. But can they hit a target? Well, what do you think about uh, Mitchell? If Thompson plays Mitchell to Thompson and then putting Hewitt into the midfield to run with Sloan? And trying to play uh, I would not, more of a tag. I would not have role. any confidence on your playing on Sloan on the weekend. And I he's not going to beat him. He's probably not going to negate him. But he does have the skills to hurt going back the other way. And he is a pretty good runner. You went on Sloan, did you say? To try, to try and limit him just a little bit. Because who yeah. else have we got well, who can match in, up on him? Parker? Well, just to rule you out on that, even that option there, how often has Hewitt even played in the centre-bound situation this year? He's put, He's gone yeah. in and out. No, he... He was in and out on the weekend, so he did it a couple of times. He got, when we get desperate. <laughs> yeah, when we get desperate, or we're up by 100 no, I, I think it's likely for Sloan this week, we're going to probably try and run one of our better midfielders head-to-head with him and trying to hurt him the other direction. Yeah. Parker, probably even, Parker. Maybe even Hanabry. Just try and make him accountable. Yeah, if, we get, if we can make him accountable for Hanabry, that's a win in our books. I'd rather Parker, to be honest. Parker against him. I, I don't think they'll kind of go as a tag. They'll just try and pressure him at every stoppage. Like, if we had yeah. any sense, you'd just smash into him at every bloody contest, just about like, anyone. But Hewitt, Hewitt's the one of the only players, apart from Buddy, who applies pressure and keeps the ball in the forward line. So we, we need him up there to try and keep the ball from going straight back out and rebounding. What about McVeigh could always go run with something? Oh, God, no. Try something. Didn't you, didn't you see McVeigh run on the weekend? He looked like an old crippled man. The only thing he was missing was his walking frame. Well, standing at half-forward pointing and everyone's not going to win us a final. So if he could just come and do something. <laughs> he can walk the what, what, on the bench. What, what about McGlynn on Sloan? How was that guy? He used to tag, remember? Oh, he used to be a pretty good tagger. If only we could get a elite tagger Craig Bird back in the side. We? <laughs> <laughs> he would get owned, man. He would look like a fool against Sloan. I guess if, you, if you're guessing what Horse might do, I think you, you sort of 
picked it early on. Maybe Mitchell, if someone does tag Sloan. And Mitchell has looked average without a tagging job of late since the Hawthorne rumours started. Coincidentally, he hasn't looked himself for a while. He hasn't been terrible. But he just he's hasn't had much really pack. He's actually... He, I thought he's looked a fair bit goal-hungry. Um, quite selfish in his play, actually. Even, um, especially... Like, especially early in the game, there was a couple of opportunities where all he had to do was square it, and he just tried to bang it long, or he just tried to kick it over his shoulder without looking. There was one time he was running inside forward 50 and he had a blaze of goals, and I think it just went in for a point or might have gone out in full. And there was Franklin and um, I can't remember who the other one was, just uh, Xavier Richards just standing there with her arms up like, you know, we're here, pass it to us. Yeah, but he probably was trying to hit them, to be fair, the way oh. he kicks them. He may as well run around with a beach ball the way he kicks them all. Of late, it's just shit out. So, the uh, goals yeah, have a ping. Just handball. But, yeah, I think the key the key will be to stop. Every time we mark it, you don't have to fucking handball and play on. Occasionally stop and look around. And, and if Jake Lloyd gets 35 possessions with of just nothing again, ugh, he's, got, he's got to add another string to his bow or he's going to have a very short AFL career from here, in my opinion. Well, it's like I've said before, um, when the pressure really gets switched on, I think he just goes missing. And he doesn't or have worse a big frame, so he's quite, He gets the ball, but like he's, he could do things with it, but when he's got that real like high finals-like pressure on him, he just fucks up constantly, and the decision-making is quite poor. I don't know, but I thought against the Crows last time, my one memory of Buddy on Talia was he spent a little bit too much time trying to work Talia under the ball and run off on him rather than outmark him. And I, and I hope he doesn't get caught up doing that again because we need him. we need a big game from him this week. He hasn't kicked a goal in a final since 2014, so if he could get on the board early, that'd be good. He didn't um, play in two last year. Still, he hasn't, hasn't <laughs> kicked a goal in a final. <laughs> Uh, no, but look, I think um, it's just based on the weekend's form, there's plenty of upside left. If our, if our midfield gets on top and plays their natural game, I think there's too much firepower there for Adelaide, but it's a big if the way they both looked on the weekend, the two sides, so it should be a good game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game this week. I can see one of either team breaking away in the final quarter, potentially, but I think it will be a close game, and I'm expecting us to really step up this weekend. Oh, if Adelaide breaks away, the form's going to melt down. It if melted we down before and straight to the game. Are there bigger issues at play? Does it mean much to go out twice in a row in straight sets? I think it's a mental problem more than anything. The way they played on the weekend, that was definitely between the years. No fitness issues in that performance. It was definitely between the years. No. Well, coming for bye. I think that's almost the end, especially if we go out straight sets. McVay should almost retire. He should hand the captaincy over anyway, in my opinion. But I don't think, I think it's the end if we go out in straight top sets. Top end should go. I don't think it's going to be the end if we go out in straight sets. We might need one or two changes in the team, may need to bring another player in. But if you look at all our younger players, they're going to be better for the experience this time next year. I mean, how good is the League going to be next year? Yeah, absolutely. Full preseason. Um, Heaney with a full preseason. So Mills would it almost be just coincidence that we went out two years in a row because this is a different team, essentially? Because it's not like Goods and Shaw and Ted. I believe this is a different those. team to the one that went out last year. And the one that went out last year was on its last legs with injuries as well. 
Because we're the third youngest top eight side this year, I think. Yeah. Oh, last weekend we were. I'm not too far. I think um, if you're looking at the players in our team that may go a bit more backwards next year, well, McVeigh hasn't had a good year anyway, so I'm not no. too concerned about his performance. Um, Grundy. Grundy may... We can't expect Grundy to repeat this year's effort, but he'll still be a solid contributor next year. And then you got Tippett and Buddy will both be 30. But I don't think... Um, I think maybe if we... Tippett was looking fantastic until the most recent injury, which was just really uh, bad luck. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he can have a full year and that'll be better for us. Um, Buddy, I... We'll probably expect about the same. He seems like the type of player who won't really age for another couple of years yet. Yeah, Franklin and Tippett desperately need pre-seasons to be effective during the season. Well, um, Tippett, uh, not Tippett, Franklin had a full pre-season this year, so... Bef- the season, um, 2015, he didn't. Even 2014, he didn't. Yeah. Well, this was his first full pre-season this year, and look how much better he was looking. Especially, we've changed his role in the second half of the year, but it's not a bad thing. I think it's been fine. Like, if you're looking at it, um, we maybe might have a small drop-off from Smith and Jack as well, but they're not that old yet. I think we're going to be okay. Oh, I think we've got a really good future. I just wondered yeah. if it's time to cut a few of the older older blokes maybe a year early if they went out straight since. That's just I don't think we will. Run. I don't think we will, and I doubt we'll be cutting McVeigh. Remember, McVeigh missed nearly the entire preseason this year and started behind the eight ball as well. He's a player in the past that has predominantly relied on his fitness as well. He hasn't exactly got a lot of speed. Yeah, but his yeah. skills will let him down, though. And and I and I agree. I think this might be the last or second last season for him. And I, and I've said before on the forums that I I would be surprised if he doesn't hand down his captaincy at the end of the season. I think it, it, as far as on-field leadership goes, I think he's in the last two seasons he's really sort of missed the. He's really missed the point, which is a bit of a, a bit ironic considering his nickname is Mr. Pointy. But I, I think his uh, on-field leadership's really let the team down. Who would you say, if he steps down this year and um, Jack stays on, who else do you see stepping into the co-captaincy? Uh, I, think, uh, I think Kennedy. No. I, think, uh, I would say Parker. Kennedy, Kennedy's a great player, but he doesn't seem the most... He doesn't seem the sharpest tool in the shed. He is the most inspirational player we have oh, on the field. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. I don't think the any of them are the sharpest tools in the shed. They can't hit a fucking target or, or, or keep the floor structure. I'd almost be tempted to give it to Franklin. No, no chance. No, I, I don't think he'd ever. I would agree, but I, he doesn't seem like he'd even want it. He's not even no, in the leadership he's group. Turned, he's turned himself around, like right around personally. He's turned himself around. And I yeah, think but I, I don't think he'd put the pressure on himself to do that. There's no chance. Those players won't ever vote him into the leadership, which is a shame. It really? Well, is. They, they might vote him into the leadership, but I think he wouldn't even put his hand up for it. No, you'd have to learn everyone's names. I think he only knows like Hanbury and, <laughs> and Rowan. <laughs> 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 maybe Tippett. The others are just yeah. I don't know. Maybe Tom Derricks could be captain next year. Tom Derricks, yeah. <laughs> is he available this week? Like, Drex the T Rex. Pull a, pull a sh- surprise move and bring him in. Could you guys see Hanabry potentially as captain? Mm, he, eventually, but I don't think he he would. It's too much of a lad. Yeah, I don't think he'd be a great captain. You've also I agree Smith. with it. I agree with um, Swan's rule suggestion of Kennedy before. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with Jack being captain anyway. Mate. I think this year he's actually been all right. I think I've he's noticed him more when he's out. 
Yeah, so I don't know. So, but to me, if you were going to have another one, I think Kennedy's the, Kennedy's the best midfielder in that team still, and Hanover's second best. I love Parker, but he, he needs to perform better in the big games, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, he he's still very young as well. Parker's only twenty, oh, yeah. turned twenty-three exactly. this year, so not an issue yet. No, Nick Swans. They probably go someone like Nick Smith or someone. Well, Nick Smith was touted as the next captain years yeah. ago. It'll all come down to who's the most popular or who's in the click or something. Grundy, Spud Grundy. <laughs> oh, imagine SM's <laughs> Mel. That'd be make beautiful. La- make Laidler captain. Doesn't even get a game. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, guys, predictions for this week? Uh, look, I think... Um, uh, there's a part of me actually thinks we could lose this game. I, d- I don't know many, too many teams bouncing back from that sort of loss in the final, to be honest. But uh, whether it's biased or not, I think we are a better side than Adelaide. I think the midfield back at home will win the game. And I'm going to tip the Swans by nine points, but I'm admitting that there's a fair bit of bias in there. And I think the Crows win against North Melbourne. I think they made harder work of it. And I know the scoreboard looks awesome, hard, but harder work of it than it should have been. I don't think that as good as other people think they are. So I'll back us to bounce back and have a narrow victory um, and Buddy will kick four goals. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm with you there. Pretty close margin. I think we're looking at like a, uh, a two to three goal margin. I think two goals would be about it. Um, I suspect we might lock it down and make it a bit dour. I was thinking sure thing would be the winner would score just over 70 points. I can't see it blowing out. I don't think the Swans have wanted to blow out simply because Adelaide could just score too easily and too fast. So I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle, a bit dour and pretty low scoring. So I, my short thing would be the winner for under 75 points and uh, I reckon two goals. My short thing would be if the Swans lose, there'll be celebrations galore on the Hawks board. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it won't be a long live though. Implosions <laughs> on ours. Oh, you know what would be great, though? If the dogs get up over the Hawks. Ooh. Oh, seriously. The only, the only highlight of the amazing. weekend. And I love um, Chucky's profile picture. Isaac's missing that goal, that cocky to... Oh, we were there. Me and yeah. my partner were at the game, and I, we just laughed hysterically. It was the best just watching him line up and shank it. Because not to derail the podcast, sorry, boss, but what the fuck were Geelong doing in the defence <laughs> in the last minute? <laughs> You're leading a, a final... Minutes to go. Oh, let's just watch Hawthorne waltz down the ground. Yes, oh, so I reckon a shot at goal in the last minute was what nearly killed him. Should have taken yeah. it over the line. Uh, what was Motlop doing? If so he'd taken it over the line, they would have never gotten a chance. If they win the premiership, they'll be one of the worst premiership oh. sides ever, just about. I think I might quit watching football. <laughs> anyone but Hawthorne, though. Anyone I'd rather Geelong. I'd rather Geelong yeah. than Hawthorne or GWS right now. I'll slip my wrists, but, you know, whatever. Um, my tip for this weekend I believe the Swans will win by just over 20 points and my sure thing Rowan to kick three or more goals oh good god oh, is there a reserves game on this week he's <laughs> 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 oh, talking about the war he's playing Richmond again <laughs> Rowan to get tackled Rowan, Rowan will kick three or more goals this week and I'm going to come on gloating to everybody I will be the most horrible fan of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's if right. we win, I don't, I don't care. I think we'll put up with that. I think, um, yeah, I think if we lose, Sam Reid to become even more valued amongst the board yeah. than, than he is now. <laughs> Wait, he's got value on the board now? 
Oh, please, Bambi. Don't tell me, yeah. please don't tell me they're talking about him getting picked. That would just be the worst selection. Yeah, what happens? No, no, no. Anyway, no, good news for everyone. I'll be at the game, and I've only been to two this year, Carlton and North, so that's that's how we play when I'm in attendance. So, yeah, good luck. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening very much tonight, and good luck to the Swans on Saturday. Thank you and yep. good night.